Hi, how are you doing today? I am just coming out of... I want to say I'm just coming out of a depressive episode, but that's, um... That's quite the bubbly, positive aspect of it, because I don't know if I have control over it as much as I want to have control over it. And sometimes I, well, a lot of the times I blame it on this um, feeling of being only always half present and i and i've been thinking a lot about it because i i wrote a poem about this um about questioning identity which will be today's episode just because i really love that poem and i think everyone should listen to that poem so i'm selfishly sharing it as an episode but also i feel like the more i grow up the the more i spend time away from where i was born i think i the the more real it gets like the more real the duality in me gets like it's not just about like the actual identity of like um the queer identity but it's also about like the actual like never being fully canadian like i don't i can't relate to the canadian shows as as a grown-up i i know the iranian ones that i used to watch on tv or but rather like i can't know what is it like to go to university in Iran what is it like to be an art student in Iran and how painful that is um which I (laughs) sadly I wish I could relate to um but also I question it a lot like would I actually be able to relate to it if I were there anyway so many questions and I think that is the problem um or my problem to think that having having too many questions is a problem apparently it isn't um so anyway for my mom's birthday i wrote this tribute to her that i feel like it was very heartfelt and it really summarizes how i feel about having a single mom as my mom (laughs) and like as a hero so i just want to Leave that out there for a second. It is more than honor and a privilege to call oneself a daughter of my mom. Everything I am, everything I want to become is because of her. Hasti is my mom, my dad, my best friend, and my hero. It is difficult, being more than one can imagine, to raise a little daughter as a single mother in a city, in a country that looks down upon its woman. One thing folks who practice sexism and misogyny do not consider is that the more friction you create for a woman, the better she gets at fighting them. My mother has always taught me to protect my kind heart, but don't forget to be kind. My mother has always taught me to speak my truth, be myself, and never change or lose who I am for anything and anyone. Because we shouldn't change ourselves or our values, but rather mend our perceptions to see and hear the ones we truly care about. That's what she did the day I dropped math class. That's what she did the day I told her I want to study English and theater in university, and that's what she has been doing ever since. My mother, my strong, independent, brave, fierce, intelligent, kind, and beautiful woman, is one of many women in my country who have been fighting for their basic human rights. 
So on this year, on my mother's birthday, I want to remind you of all these women, queer individuals, and their male-identifying allies. Of my beautiful country that's currently polluted by a toxic waste. My country is suffocating my culture and my identity. Don't forget them. Please remember. Hopefully by this time, next year, I will celebrate two things. The birth of a wonderful woman and the freedom of a country who is a part of me. I mean... <laughs> hee hee <laughs> anyway speaking of thinking about utopias and a future that might not even come but we still dreaming about here's episode 26 of letters never sent Letter number 26, to whom it may concern. Wayward. I saw my body as a commodity, couldn't quite distinguish the real life from the dream. Yet, I have this image, this image of me, transparent, lucid, in the family court, silently silenced by the noises of women screaming, children begging to leave. Have you ever wondered how the word gets quiet, calm, and ecstatic? You can hear your own thoughts, one after the other. How can a woman doubt herself, a woman who didn't need a man, if she doesn't depend on anyone? Is she even a woman? Wayward. A word away from anti-women rules. A word away from one who mocks politely, expressing its vulgar moods. A word away from teaching boys to whistle or draw breath as a lady walks in. A word away from one who perceives a lady's dress to flatter, a lady's voice to calm, a lady as a trophy that can end wars. A word away from this one where a lady sits on the mantle where kids cannot touch yet the rich pay to play. A word away where a lady is not an estate, a silent doll. A word away where a single mother's love for her child does not become a love unrecognized by law. Wayward. Oh, my wayward utopia. For school doesn't teach you to set up cotton candy walls that melt in any stranger's hands. Where you don't have to rent your heart for free, bit by bit, in search for someone who understands. A place where kids will never be crumpled or scared underneath mother's arms, pleading why the doorbell rings like an echoing alarm. Wayward, to wonder, to crave, to seek a place where we don't get used to anything. A place where we finally say no to the mirror and our complicated relationship. A place where people care what is your name, not what it used to be. A place where I can choose what represents me. What is my identity? Wayward, a place with no borders, so I don't have to relive how I, on the edge of 14, packed my bags for a trip longer than a sleepover at my aunt's. Packing for a new world requires you to keep your memories in your memories, like the smell of your old room or the taste of your aunt's tea on those lazy summer afternoons. Oh, my wayward utopia, a place where I would never wish for a manual, a concrete, physical guide on how not miss your family one-on-one, 
How to ignore the guilt of being happy away from your aunt, even though you miss her hugs all the time? How can two realities exist at once? How can I be a part of both and don't even exist in either at all? Can I live? Can I really live this way? With a subjective need, a desire to be my own self, but still deeply needing a collective a chorus to breathe? What's the line between uniqueness and conformity? The authentic self and being one lost in a crowd. Can we both uh, can we be both at once? Can I live without ever making a sound? Wayward. Oh, my wayward utopia, my imaginative future, it could have been, it should have been. A star-crossed lover's story, how does one begin? It all comes back like the familiar smell of freshly rained pavement, pierced into my mind, tattooed onto my soul. It was what the kids called the tale of Juliet and Romeo. A forbidden love, a tale everyone possibly knows, but in this story there was no Romeo. There were two Juliets fighting the same war. Ah, wayward, ah, utopia. Ah, to those eight great wars. One lunchtime, one single glance, one single smile. An abundance of senses, yes, all five. My mind kept saying, but she is a girl. In my defense, my heart would reply, And? So what? Ah, they argued a lot. I remember... I remember the secret meetings behind the stairs, the handwritten Valentine's card. I read it and hold it tight. Every now and then my mind wonders, what else could I have done? Every now and then my mind wonders what we would have become. If the walls wouldn't talk or repeat, nicer friends, would she still hold my hand in the shadows away from their stairs? Or would her captivity arrest us both? Wayward, oh my wayward utopia. Can I arrive at my full status as a woman in a body of a queer woman of color? Could I ever be a lover? Or would I be forever labeled a ruin? Wayward, oh my wayward utopia. How can a person claim to know me better than myself? <laughs> From my favorite artist to the way I dress. How can you tell you're not just pretending to be somebody else? Oh, me and my wayward utopia. Sincerely, Nafas.